This is a Squeeze podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. This week's podcast is brought to you by BHP. Copper is a big deal in the energy transition because it's used to make electric vehicles, wind turbines and solar panels. When it comes to producing copper responsibly, it's happening now at BHP. Welcome to the Year in Review. I'm Kate Watson. And I'm Claire Kimball. This is the third and final episode of our 2023 Year in Review series. We've done the big global stories, Claire. We've covered the big Aussie stories that shaped the year. Today is all about a balanced news diet. Yeah, we're big believers in that at the Squiz. And like you, we get a real kick out of the quirky stories. So let's take a look back at the weird, funny and interesting things that got you clicking and laughing. Claire, there's a bit of science to this. How this will work is we're going to go from 10 to 1 and we're being – I feel like it's, it kind of feels like an old school like um, countdown. countdown. Yeah, like, yeah, exactly. We're bringing Ten. it back. Yeah. <laughs> and we're being guided by what floated squeeze newsletter readers' boats. Explain yeah. that. Well, we know what that is because we put out the Squiz Today email every weekday mm-hmm. and we keep track of the stories that – our readers click on when it comes to the fun stuff. They're really visual stories quite usually. So we've talked at length on podcasts about how difficult that is actually to do. So there's a bit of a formula to it. (laughs) What Claire's trying to say (laughs) is that it's actually not the top 10 of what you clicked on, but it's just the vibe of what we think that you loved across the last year. Don't call in the official ratings agencies yeah. to go through how we've crunched the numbers. We've kind of just done a mesh of what we know you liked and what we think you liked and what we liked and we're 10 to 1 and here we go. <laughs> All right. Intense spot is a story I got a giggle out of, Claire. We talked about it on the weekly wrap. It's China's Hangzhou Zoo and their humanish Human-ish. There. <laughs> yeah, it's not a new breed of animal or something. Human-ish. As in the, <laughs> oh, people really thought that it was a human dressed in a bear suit. There were accusations that this sun bear in an enclosure, because it was standing and waving yeah, at the people. Yeah, mm. it looked like a human. It like a human. Look, I know that we said that we'd steer away from these visual stories, <laughs> but looking at it was only part of the fun. It was the zoo's denials that really turned it into a classic. Yeah, one was that on the day the video was taken, it was 40 degrees, so they reasoned that a human in a fur bear suit quote, would not last more than a few minutes before collapsing. (laughs) Look, it also gave the internet a real opportunity to surface other examples of Chinese zoos (laughs) passing off their animals as something else, like dogs died to make them look like wolves, they were coloured, or African cats. There were donkeys painted to look like zebras. Lots of great examples. I found it actually a little bit sad. Like in some ways, uh, but anyway. Um, number nine, an Israeli study suggested that thirsty, stressed and recently trimmed plants make high-pitched airborne sounds that are like cries for help. <laughs> Is this true? It's true. Okay. Yeah, and you'll never look at your house plants in the same way again. Mm, mine are quite dehydrated. <laughs> yeah, well, they're screaming at you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this was from a scientific paper that was published in a journal called Cell. It's quite a respected one. Um, those researchers found that plants that need water or have recently had their stems cut, they produce roughly 35 sounds per hour. A well-hydrated, uncut plant 
one sound per hour. Much quieter. Yes. Okay. Well, I mean, that's like us. When we're hungry, when we're thirsty, we... Screaming. You know, we scream. Um, the sounds are ultrasonic, so they're undetectable to the human ear, but they are at the level that some animals could possibly hear. Yeah, so poor animals. That would just be full on. That would be. What are your plants? Sticking with a bit of analysis, number eight is from our Cuzzy Bros across the ditch. And for the first time since national population records began in the 1850s, the ratio of sheep to people in New Zealand fell below five to one. <laughs> I feel like, like a cheers. <laughs> Like so, a, so, applause. So that's well, it's not necessarily a good thing if you're a sheep farmer, you want more sheep. But five sheep to every one person in New Zealand in the 1980s, it used to be 22 sheep for every human. Wow. Uh, it's one of those amazing stats that saw New Zealand become internationally famous for its huge sheep population. Mm -hmm. uh, but with international wool markets declining, other ways to use the land that's more lucrative, um, sheep numbers in New Zealand have been dropping. Claire, I am just quickly Googling what our ratio is. Our sheep flock is expected to be about 79 million head in 2023. So that's three sheep per head of population. So we're doing pretty well too. And how about them great stats for your Christmas lunch? I know. I feel like that should be on, you know, when you pop the cracker. There's <laughs> sure. a, you know, that's So a, much fun. Oh, there we go. Maybe that's merch. Maybe that's <laughs> next year's merch. Okay. Um, while we're talking about stereotypes, in at number seven is a TikTok trend called Girl Dinner really took off this year. And you know it's a thing when it's unpacked by the New York Times. Mm. They defined it as an aesthetically pleasing lunchable. It's an artful arranged pile of snacks that, when consumed in high enough volume, constitutes a meal. We've all been there. Our um, former colleague, Lara Robertson, was banging on about girl dinner for a few weeks before we <laughs> put it in the newsletter and talked about it in the podcast and she was well ahead of the trend. She was bang on. Um, Claire, it sparked other girl trends like girl maths. That was a big thing in 2023. That's a way to justify how you spend your money. Yep. There was boy trends too. Yeah, boy dinner was the obvious one. So mm. it's basically something gross that's left to rot somewhere in the house, like <laughs> half a pizza. That is such a stereotype. Ramen noodles in the sink. My husband has a stag chilli. Oh, on toast. You buy it in chili. a can. Oh, gosh. Yeah, it's, I'm not eating it. Oh, um, wow. <laughs> I guess a uh, bold prediction for 2024 from me here. That's not the last TikTok trend we'll see. <laughs> I think you're probably right about that, Kate. <laughs> <laughs> Number six is another visual one, but it's worth mentioning because of the jokes it generated. It's a bit off base for us. Yeah, because it's highly phallic. We yeah, tend to like keep that sort of yeah, yeah. content to a minimum here at the Squiz. Uh, but this story was so widely admired that we had to pull it out, not in a rude way, but mm. just pull it out for this podcast. Mm. Uh, I'm not making this up. The photographer is named Ken Pretty. He spotted an unusual ice formation off the coast of Canada's Newfoundland. Um, Kate, he's from the town of Dildo. <laughs> I did not know that part of the story. Oh, boy. I think, yeah, links in your episode notes if you want to have another look, but I think quite a few people will know what we're talking about. Of course, it went off on social media. One person asked, is that where baby icebergs come from? <laughs> Cue laughter. <laughs> and Ken Pretty said, it's all in good fun. Everyone's worried about the cost of living these days. If this iceberg can put a smile on people's faces, it's all worth it. Yeah. Oh, good on you, Ken. 
message now from our podcast partner, BHP. The steel made from iron ore plays an important role in providing the production of our energy infrastructure, from wind turbines to power poles. So cutting carbon emissions in iron ore production is key. It's why BHP has committed to a solar and battery agreement to help power its port facilities at Port Headland. It's happening now at BHP. Moving right along, speaking of cost of living pressures, in at number five is Nobel Prize winning physicist Professor Giorgio Parisi, who found a cheaper way to cook pasta. He suggested turning off the heat halfway through cooking and covering it with a lid to finish it off, thereby cutting your fuel costs. And look, this one makes me irrationally angry (laughs) to this day. Just mentioning it makes me really cranky. Um, Suffice to say that his idea caused a bit of a food fight. Anyone who loves pasta knows that you have to maintain this rolling boil. I did not know that. Oh, man. (laughs) I thought it sounded quite practical. Look, I don't care if you're Kate Watson or if you've got a Nobel Prize, turning your pasta off halfway through cooked is just wrong. Okay. Number four is another one people feel very strongly about since the start of time. There's been an argument about whether you keep your tomato sauce in the fridge or not. This year, Heinz weighed in saying, FYI, ketchup goes in the fridge. They were quite emphatic about it. Um, And I like the team's take on this. And you've got to admit, they're a trustworthy source. They are. Oh, my (laughs) S-A-U. Is that a joke? Did you just make a joke? (laughs) That's what the team did when we were writing it up. They're a trustworthy source. So S-A-U-C-E is the joke. Again, really difficult to pull that joke off in a podcast. But Mine is still in the pantry, by the way. I don't even, I actually, confession, mm. I don't have tomato sauce at home, I know. What? No, we don't have it. Well, you're um, big uh, HP fans and we've also got Sweet Baby Ray's. Are you no, like 90 years old? I just don't, we just don't do tomato sauce. That is un-Australian. I, I often like will reach for it and be like, oh yeah, we don't have it. Oh well, I'll have something else. I don't um, think I can look at you the same way again. Number three. Okay. If you're looking for a new way to ring in the new year, Hollywood A-lister Tom Hanks has a cocktail suggestion. That's right. Diet cog. What is it? Diet? <laughs> Cocaine. Okay. Oh, I'm actually supposed to say that? <laughs> yes. Again, to the G-rated. <laughs> Nothing wrong with cocaine. No, I know. To say the word, that's no, perfectly fine. But Tom fine. Hanks is recommending the drink. Exactly. It's yeah. a mix of Diet Coke and champagne. Yeah. It sounds awful. It really does. But the reason for it is that Tom Hanks is not a big drinker. He also has diabetes, so he tries to keep his sugar content down to a minimum. Um but he unveiled this on Stephen Colbert's late night TV show. Colbert tried it and said it's strangely, strikingly, shamefully good. All I can think is he has enough money to waste. Good champagne. Good champagne, oh, yeah, true. On Diet Coke. Claire, that New Year's Eve party you were talking about that clearly I knew nothing about and I'm not invited <laughs> to, you've now got a great reason to leave without much fanfare. Yep, and that's because there's a study from New South Wales University's Time Management Institute. They found that people who leave a party without saying goodbye get two days back in their year. I think this is brilliant. I am 100% on board. Like, get out of there yeah. if you're done. Yeah. And nothing like a long goodbye. Oh, the and, pits. But so many questions for me anyway as someone who doesn't get out that much anymore. Um, how many parties are you going to and, and how, how long, long is your goodbye to get two days back a year? Have you – you're not great at getting out. You say long goodbyes. 
Oh, or you smoke bomb. No, I go. Yeah, that's a smoke bomb. Yeah. Oh, yeah, we taught you about this yeah, this Yeah, I'm just gone. Yeah. <laughs> Claire didn't know what a smoke bomb was. We filled her in. I remember that. So that was number two. Number one. Picked by Squizzers and our wonky analytics. The winner is Aussie Winter Olympic hero Stephen Bradbury, who received a bravery award for rescuing three teenagers from dangerous surf. And this is such a lovely note to end on. So Stephen Bradbury, of course, is the former speed skater who won the 1,000 metres event at the 2002 Winter Olympics after, of course, all of his opponents were involved in a last corner pile-up. He was always a bit of an accidental hero, but this one just proved that he's just a hero full stop. He's kind of got like an aura, I yeah. guess. Like he's got the gift. He's the a hero. G- the gift of yeah. heroism. Yeah. Um, he was giving his son Flynn a surfing lesson on the Sunshine Coast when he spotted a teenage girl getting dragged out to sea. He told his son to get the lifeguards. He grabbed the board, got in the water. Long story short, saved them. What a guy. So I reckon... You're in the airport, you encounter Stephen Bradbury. Don't ask him about the Olympics. Ask him about yeah. how we save four girls from the surf. Yeah, amazing. Claire, that's it. Goodbye, 2023. We're done. Yeah, that's it. So that completes our year in review series. We are not done yet, though, Claire. Obviously, Squiz Today is on a break, but uh, if you need more, if you need more content from us, if you would <laughs> like more content from us, we've done a four interviews with our friends in news about the year ahead. That's over on the News Club podcast feed. You just have to search for News Club in your podcast app, hit follow. You'll be alerted when those episodes drop. We spoke to Sammy J. Yes. Your mate Sammy J. Yes, we did. That was fun. We spoke to Lauren Sams from the Financial Review, the fashion editor and style there. Mm-hmm. Really great fun. Helen McCabe. Founder of Future Women, my former boss at the Australian Women's Weekly. Yeah. Um, and we also talked to Georgie Tunney and Abby Jelmy from Two Good Sports Podcasts and uh, excellent journalists in their own right about the year ahead, what 2024 might bring. And we dived into some trickier questions for all of them that are really worth a listen. As I said, all in the News Club channel, plenty more News Club stuff from us in 2024. Claire, if you don't know what we're talking about, a promo for News Club will be playing after this episode. That's all pretty exciting. And as for Squiz today, we're going to be back on Monday, the 8th of January. The 8th of January. Till then. G'day, I'm Kate Watson, co-host of News Club. News Club this week was an interview with Lauren Sams. She's the fashion editor at the Australian Financial Review. She's all over the business of fashion and retail, so I pulled her in to talk to us about fast fashion and ultra-fast fashion. In particular, businesses like Timu and Shein, who in Australia alone are on track to record more than $2 billion in sales. Here's a clip from that conversation. What is happening is that it's recalibrating fashion as a single-use item. Mm. So when you think about something that's 6 or $7, you know, my, I bought coffee this morning and that was $5.50 and that that's a single-use item to me. You know, I, I have my coffee. Like actually is, like you cannot use that twice. No. <laughs> and so when you're talking about a dress yeah. that's sort of an equivalent price – People equate it with something that doesn't need to be valued. Um, You don't need to wear it again. To listen to the full interview, just search for News Club in your podcast app and hit follow.